Welcome back to the Sidelines Podcast. Jay Smith and Adam Dolahan here to re- recap the uh, Week 2 win against Florida. Um, nice game down the swamp by the Cats. Adam, what would you think about, about the game? Oh, I mean, obviously pulled out the victory. Nothing to be upset about there. Um, <clears throat> overall, I really liked our performance. I think we dominated them from the beginning of the game to the end. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I thought it was kind of, you know, when we first started out there, um, kind of gave up a field goal early. Yep. Um, first few offensive possessions looked pretty sloppy. Jeremy Flax got thrown into Will Levis once. Yep. Um, that wasn't very good. But once we kind of weathered the storm and, you know, the, the players even said once they kind of got their feet underneath them in the first game, they felt better about it, I think you could tell, after the first quarter. Yeah, I think uh, my takeaways from last week or my key points were we got to win on the offensive line, we got to win on the defensive line. And honestly, when we came out in the first quarter, we were not winning either. <laughs> we didn't do either one of those. <laughs> that was not happening. But like you, like you said, we figured it out and we adapted and we improved through the game and obviously the score. Definitely. The, the key, I thought, was uh, when the offense was struggling, the, the pass that Will obviously had to Dan Key for the touchdown. You know, that kind of – because like Scangarella said, they were playing completely downhill at that point. All the linebackers were – two or three yards off the line of scrimmage. You know, they were way up in the box. So for him to throw that ball and just casually toss, you know, 65 yards in the air, basically nonchalant. I think that was half thrown. Yeah. Um, and that play by Dan Key, we usually don't have receivers that can make plays over the Florida D-backs. Um, or and, safeties. He's a, and he's a freshman. And he's a true freshman over a junior for Florida. Yeah, so that that play I think really, really was big for us. It kind of settled us down too, you know. We took the lead. And then the defense, I thought they played well the whole game. You know, they gave up two field goals in the first half. And then for some for some reason, Will got hit helmet to helmet and almost lost his head. And that's apparently not targeting anyone. Yeah, I don't know what that call was or lack of call is what I should say. I, I thought the rule was helmet to helmet, regardless of intention, was at least a personal foul. And he lowered the crown of his helmet and hit him underneath the chin like in the face mask. Crown of the helmet. Launched. Shot his helmet off and then proceeded to teabag him on the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then also hit him in the <laughs> he also hit him in the head with his helmet. And like Will's face was bleeding. Yeah. Dude, he got rocked. And then I have no idea how they reviewed that and just no call. Yeah, and the thing is they call him the field and they go to, you know, headquarters in Atlanta. I guess Greg Sankey's sitting down there with all of his buddies. Um and they, they review it, and it's not targeted. That doesn't make any sense. No, but... Again, I thought the, the goal of targeting, too, I know sometimes they have those calls, and it seems like, uh that's if you Like, you know, that could be go of the way. But I thought the goal was to take out, like, dirty hits and to stop with the head-to-head, you know, collisions. Because if a running back's running downfield and lowers his head into the defender's helmet, it's targeting. Yep. The defender doesn't do anything. But nowadays, if you're coming off the blind side of the quarterback, jump at him, launch him into his head... And then hit him helmet to helmet, and then it's not targeting. That being said, he did come through the line untouched. Yes, he did. I mean, it was just a miscommunication on the offensive yeah. line. Came through untouched and just leveled well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the blocking was awful, obviously, on that play. Um, but I think the rule is still – the rule is to protect the players and the quarterbacks. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's the player trying to take out of the game. And to incentivize that by not making it a penalty, that's not taken out of the game. No, not at all. But I do think the touchdown that they gave us was – you know, I'll take the touchdown. Yeah, the, <laughs> if they'd have called that incomplete on the field, I think it's incomplete because 
He, the ball definitely hit the ground. It he, was, but he did maintain control. Yep. It was. It would have been very hard to overturn it. Yeah, it was. Obviously, it was. was. Close. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, it's one of those plays, whatever they call in the field, probably stay with it. But I did like how Will got his helmet knocked off and the guy, like, you know, his face was bleeding and Will just, like, looked at him, kind of, like, gave him, like, okay, we can play that game. Yeah, he's like, all right, all right that's how we're going to do it. Um, and then if you keep going, you know, we gave up that other field goal at 7-6. I felt pretty good at that point. And then, again, the O-line, that guy came straight up the left edge around Kenneth Horsey and caused the fumble. Yep. Will I think that goes down as an interception? I think that's kind of a weak interception. I don't really. I think it's more of a fumble than an interception. Yeah, um, I agree. But if that's the point when we fumbled that and they went down and scored and they got the two point conversion, followed by this long snapper snapping the ball fifteen rows up to the upper deck. Yeah, I don't, that was the horrendous. Hell was that? This was a weekend of special team miscues. Yes, it was. Um, that being said, completely off topic, I am almost positive that the ETN family has a deal with ESPN to be I'm, I'm on sure. the screen. Because every time ETN touched the ball, game of two, it's just like his mom and grandma going nuts. All of them. Every single time. Yeah, I know. Every time. You realize he didn't get much screen time in the second half because... No, well, it's he, because they weren't scoring. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at that point, 16-7... I'll be completely honest, I wasn't feeling too confident about our chances. Um... I kind of, you know, I was. I thought we could maybe come back, but at that point I was trying to be a little realistic, like maybe that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, we hadn't figured out uh, Anthony Richardson yet. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, and honestly, I think the biggest play of the game, you know, there was a lot of big plays, but I think the biggest play of the game was that third and three where Jordan Wright picks that ball off one-handed. That play is ready to go nuts. The extra finger. Yeah. No, he had the J.J. Weaver. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe he might have six, too. I know JJ has six. <laughs> um, but that pick was great. Um, the place was ready to go nuts. And then to just to snag it one-handed, you know, going down. He almost scored, too. He did. I did think we got a little lucky on second down. Um, Will threw out the back of the end zone. They called that roughing the passer on that guy that dove at his ankles. Weak roughing the passer yeah. call. I'm not sure that was rough. Like, that guy, how's he going to tackle Will? He has to go to his ankles. Right. Or just avoid him completely. But yeah. at that point, you're already jumping. Like, exactly. what do you want him to do? I mean, I guess you could argue he was, like, kind of twisting. I think it was just, like, how they were rolling across. It made it look like he was twisting his ankles. But, yeah. I mean, I'll take the, take it. And then Will got the QB sneak, which leads us again to another blunder. We go to kick an extra point. Almost snap it over his head. Poor chance, poor. Rolls out to the right and just gets decleated. He got clobbered. I'm surprised he didn't lose his neck. He also threw it to... No one. I don't think anybody. Yeah, I don't think anybody was looking. <laughs> I don't think anybody was looking. He's just like, praise Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, he just throws the ball to a lineman. And the thing is, they could pick that off and ran it back for two points. At that point, it wouldn't surprise me. That's either. that's the worst play I've seen. Well, he's not a quarterback, but remember the Terry Wilson roll out against Auburn in the COVID year. We threw it away on two point conversion. Yes. That that. Uh, that's the second worst throw on him, I guess. That's not a two-point conversion, but, you know, said that. We were going for two points yeah. at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah. speaking, speaking of going for two points, that two-point play they had to go up 14-7 was pretty nice. Was. Again, to ETN, you know. Yep, it never was. Never forget that because. So, at halftime, we were down by three. And honestly. 16-13, yeah. Or, yeah, down by three. And at that point, I would have taken that all day. We were not playing well in the first half. No, I felt great to the half, you know considering how I've been playing. But I just thought that 
We gave them three points. Yep. And so it should have been 14 all or 30. It should be tied. Yep, 14-14. 14-all. And I was just worrying that, you know, I thought we were pretty evenly matched. And I thought, you know, giving three points on the road might come back to haunt us. But we went to the locker room, figured out that Anthony Richardson, in fact, cannot throw the football. Correct. Unless it's right to us. And, we'll um, get to that, too. And, uh, you know, the second half went a little better. What do you think about how we opened the second half? I know the O-line was starting to kind of... O-line played way better. The defense flipped a switch. Yeah, defense is awesome. I mean... The defense has only given up two touchdowns through two games. I mean, we were putting pressure on them. Yeah. We, I mean, we contained the run. ETN was basically a non-factor in mm-hmm. the second half. We figured out that Richardson, like you said, can indeed throw it to the ground or to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Stoops ripped them a new one at halftime. Yeah, and did. They were all like, okay, let's come out and play. Let's felt, play our game. I felt better once, you know, we're down three at the half. We got that field goal to start the second half and tied up 16-0. Once yep. we were tied, I was like, okay, like, you know, we're good at this point. I think we went back and forth for a few possessions. And then old Anthony Richardson drops back and uh, – <clears throat> Literally threw it directly to Keyshawn Smith. Gave us a blessing. Yes. Um, so they talked about that in the press conference. I don't know if you heard uh, Keyshawn talk about it. But apparently every time Florida lines up in that formation with two guys to the to the boundary and one to the far side, and then they motion the running back out, they run that play every single time. It's the only play around that formation. Well, maybe he shouldn't have said that. Well, it, we don't blame anymore. That's true. Um, I'm sure every other coach knows that too. <laughs> And so apparently we let them do that twice in the first half. Well, and that's good. They lined sleep, up, sleep on it a little bit. Well, they let that guy wide open, and then they lined up that way again. And uh, Keyshawn Smith was, at that point, you know, they'd scouted it. After they let it go twice, he was just going to stay up in the flats and basically jump it. That might have been his best throw on Yeah. It hit Keyshawn Smith right between the numbers. I so mean, it was great. could not have planned it better. And then, you know, Keyshawn goes down the field, gives – Breaks his ankles. Gives Anthony Richardson a little, you know, Euro step. There you go. Anthony gives him a little ole. About breaks his neck, falling to the ground. <laughs> and uh, at that point, everyone in the swamp was pretty pretty shocked. I thought that was pretty nice. Oh, yeah, I think you see. could hear some go big blue chants yeah. at that point. It was just great seeing just just all those people who had, you know, had seen them beat us for 31 years straight. Just like. We're a new football feel team. sad. We're a football school. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, go up 23-16, feeling pretty good. Stop them on fourth down from like the, was it, 35 or so. Carrington yep. Valentine made a hell of a play on yep. fourth down on the slant. You know, we get get back into field goal range. And yet again, miss a field goal. And that's when I was like, you know, at that point we've left, what? Six points on the field now? Six points on the field, yeah. So it should have been up 13 instead of seven. Yep. You know, feeling decent about the game, but I mean, we're still up a touchdown. Still nervous wreck. But I'm like, they can score a touchdown. It's a one score game. Travis so. walked 5,100 steps during this game. Oh my goodness! They almost ran more than the players. I didn't walk that many. Probably a few thousand, not five. Um, I did get some good cardio in walking back and forth, though. Um, and then you have, of course, the next possession where Billy Napier. Well, first of all, it's third down. Dion Walker, true freshman, plows. He just. Literally took that center and threw him around like a rag doll. And, and then ETN ran him, almost lost his right ETN shoulder. ETN went backwards, yeah. like three yards. Yeah. Um, went backwards, and then Deion Walker just jumped on him like he deflated a ball. 
ET and just flop around like a fish out of water. Um, and there were some reason, why did they go for it on fourth down? I have no idea. There was still time left. It was like, wasn't it like five or six minutes I think left? there was like six minutes left when they went for it. They're down, they go for it on their own like 25. At that point, I mean, it's way closer than the prior field goal that we attempted. But, I yeah, I question that call. That might be a call that they wanted back. With three timeouts too. Yeah. The, it it didn't make a whole lot of sense. in college football. Yeah, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I'll take it. Yeah. Um and then, you know, we go down, have a nice little drive, milk the clock. That's a, that's a stoop special right there. Have the seven-point lead in the fourth, control the line of scrimmage, melt the clock, kick a field goal with a minute and a half left. Yep. And my favorite, probably my favorite part of the game was once Ruffalo kicked that, Will looking at the, the Florida fans and waving by and telling them to go home. Yes. I, I liked his little, bye, you, see yeah, ya. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. He's, yeah, I love that. Because, um, like I said, they've been running their mouth. And then – you know, the last minute was just us playing zone defense, and Anthony Richardson still didn't know where to throw the ball, which is. Crazy. I thought it was hilarious how he went from Heisman talk, being compared to Vince Young, to what a top hundred and fifty quarterback in college football. He has the worst. He has the lowest amount of pass yards in Power Five for any quarterback. I believe it. His QBR was three point eight. What was his line? He was fourteen of thirty-five. For 143 yards and two interceptions. So he's technically 16 of 35, but there's two of them to us. Correct. But I really, I don't know if I've ever seen a QBR that low. 3.8. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty awful. What was Wills? He had a 40.4, which still isn't great, but it got the job done. Well, hell, it's 13 times what. Which is true. Very true. I still think our offensive line has room to improve. I do too, but I think one of the biggest things coming out of that game was how we kind of turned the tide in the second half. Yeah. Because we scored the last 19 of that game. Yeah. 19 unanswered. Yeah. Our defense played amazing. I know you can say if, 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 everything, but if you don't snap that ball to the center's head, it's like 31 14 and it's never even close. Nope. And we hit the other field goal. Like that's easily, it could have easily been a 17 point win on the road. Yeah. In the swamp. Against against, uh, Team that just beat a top ten. I'm air, yeah, I'm air quoting a number twelve here uh, against a number twelve Florida. Yeah, that's. I saw one thing online. Someone said, you know, they're comparing to Vince Young, Dak Prescott, and I think uh, Cam Newton. Yeah, that's Cam what. Newton. Yeah, I was like, blows my mind. Before the game, I was like, wow, we're in for a long day. <laughs> um, somebody said, I think he looked more like a, a Dollar Tree Vince Young, and that's what I would go with. Yeah, make a wish, Vince Young. Yeah, <laughs> golly. Um, <laughs> So, after the game, of course, the team celebrated in the locker room. I thought it was nice. Stoops got the, you know, we broke most wins from any coach. 61 over Bear past, Bryant. Past yeah. Bear Bryant. Um, but I thought, I just feel like, you know, that game, we've won three of five against Florida now. And then there's a lot of talk. I've watched, I've listened to Florida podcast all week, just bathing in their tears, basically. Yep. Um and they said that Kentucky's more of a rival for them than Tennessee now. Because they beat Tennessee, I think, 16 of 17, which is crazy. Really? Because we can't beat Tennessee if no matter what. If we put our best team on the field and they put our worst, somehow they still have yeah. our number. Other than two years ago, we beat them badly. Yeah. But there was no one there. Um, and I kind of agree with that. I mean, Florida fans are getting pretty fed up with us. I remember last year at the Florida game at home when we beat them. We were getting ready to storm the field, and some Florida fan looked at looked at some of us. And was like, "You all act like you've never won before." 
someone said, we haven't. Because, <laughs> you know, last time we beat you. We looked at our we last alive. 20 years? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We weren't alive last time we beat you at home. So I think, you know, I think that's staring up a little bit of, you know, animosity down there because if you lose to Kentucky, they're all saying it's unacceptable. You know, Billy Napier didn't know how to call plays, yada, yada, yada. No, maybe um, our players are just better than yours. Maybe we're finally getting the respect that we deserve. Yeah, exactly. I love Kentucky went from every year it's well, they didn't play anyone in the non-conference. Florida LSU is down. They got so-and-so on a lucky day. And then, you know, in the bowl game, they always make some excuse. Penn State didn't care. But Iowa's not good. Iowa's not good. Okay, well, Iowa's second place in the Big Ten. Almost got to the playoff. We beat them without eight starters last year. Yep. Um, Georgia and LSU – or sorry, Florida and LSU last year. Florida almost beat Bama in the swamp the week before. And then we go beat them, and then it's a down Florida team. So I think now people are starting to realize maybe people look so bad against Kentucky because Kentucky's good. Maybe we have respectable players, yeah. and we are a respectable football team. Which SEC ranked Kentucky's linebacker core this week as the best in the SEC. I would – if you pointed to a team, and I I would have to see a lot of film for them – for you to make me believe that they're better than our exactly. linebackers. I mean – Jordan Wright coming off the edge was a beast. JJ Weaver's a beast, has six fingers. And but in like Square and Jones, we talked about those guys. We talked about them on the last one. Yeah. They're they're incredible. And then I don't know if you realize this. In that last drive where they went for it on fourth down, I didn't realize it until I went back and watched it after the game, because you know, you just don't pay attention that close during the game. But we had our second team linebackers and D line in. Really? The, we're up seven with six minutes left in the swamp. And our second team whoops Florida's first team. That shows you how much faith we have in our team. And shows you how much depth we have. Yeah. I mean, our second team's putting work on Florida's first team. That that was never the case. Like, we always used to have seven or eight guys on defense you felt pretty good about. and then But no depth at all. And now we're hell, we're too deep at every position. Yeah. No, we uh, our defense is solid. That is one thing that I have complete faith in. That being said, I would – I'm going to flip it and go back to the offense here, as I would love to see Baron Brown and Tavion Robinson get some more touches this week. I will say, because Scangarelli did mention that Florida apparently, obviously I don't watch a lot of Florida film, hmm. they can't defend 13 personnel, so one running back, three tight ends. But remember we were getting all those tight end catches over the middle? Yeah, I mean, Upshaw, Bates, and Dingle all had yeah. solid. Did Cummings, Cummings didn't have a catch, did he? I don't think Cummings had a catch, nope. Um and then you had Dane on the outside, but and he made a good point. He said we were trying to run the ball to get it going downhill. They got going downhill. Play action. So it was over open over the middle. They tried to take that away, and that's why Dane was one on one over the top. So like once we successfully ran the ball, hit him over the middle, and then threw it deep, there's nothing else for him to do, which I thought was great on, you know, our offensive staff's, you know, game plan is we knew how they were gonna play. We got him playing a certain way and then took advantage of him. I thought that was that was great. Yeah. Um, I was much happier with Cavassier Smoke's outcome, or output this week, too. I was, too. He played well, especially in the second half. He was running hard, you know. He put his foot in the ground a few times and got, like, tough three or four yards. I'd still which, love to see him be able to break a few more tackles. Yeah, I would, too. He played way better this week than he did against. And we'll probably only Miami. need him for, you know, this week and next week because Ole Miss, C-Rod, Get the SEC leading rusher back. Best running back in, I think, the country. Might be a little biased. But, I mean, we had a play where Lavelle Wright was running, I think, like, in the first. I can't remember when it was. But he was running to the left with the ball in his right hand. Do you remember this play? Yep. And it was just one-on-one with him in a line or a corner. Is that, like, like the, the five-yard line? Yeah, at the five-yard line. And I was saying, if, if that's Chris, Chris has the ball in his left hand. 
He takes that dude and stiff arms into the dirt. And or walks just in. runs through him. Or he just literally picks him up and runs with him and his chin strap into the back of the It'll game. be really, really nice having Chris back. I think that's going to be huge on Ole Miss because Ole Miss is good. Lincoln has great offense. They're pretty good. Um, but they're not as – I don't think they're as physical as a lot of teams in the SEC, if that makes sense. They remind me more of like a Big 12 team. They can score the crap out of the ball. They're good. Yep. But they're not like – they're not that physical in the trenches – and we're more of like blue collar, you know, hard nosed. Yep. Hopefully that has a little bit to do. And then getting Chris back is only going to make that better. Yep. No, I agree. It's, I don't want to look ahead past these next two games. You can't. But. I mean, you really, I mean, you saw what happened last week. Notre Dame beat, or got beat by Marshall, App State, AM. Who was the other one? Oh, Mighty Nebraska fell at home to Georgia. So yeah, they fired their coach. Yeah, that guy, uh, Scott Frost. Scott Frost. Yeah. Did you see if they would have waited like three more weeks to fire him? They, they would have saved like, seven and a half million dollars. Yeah, it's, it's like, dude, you're so bad. Take this seven million and just leave now. Here's fifteen million dollars. Please get out of our state. Yes. Um, he also played there. That's like an alum too. They didn't put it well. Um, but that's another thing. You can't. I. You know. You want to look ahead to Ole Miss, but we saw we almost got beat at home by Chattanooga last year. Yeah. And these teams, Bryce Oliver used to play for us. Is one of their receivers. They're, they're running backs really good for Youngstown State. Really good. Yeah. He's an All-American. Um, obviously, we should beat him. If we're the number nine team in the country, we should beat him. But this isn't – I don't want to just get too far ahead of ourselves because we have to take care, care of business the next two weeks. Yeah. Another thing is I think, you know, being ranked this high, how much you win by has an effect on moving up. Even if you win. You know, if you barely win. Well, we saw last week with Bama. Yeah. Barely beating Texas. And they, they fell to two in some poll, or I think the AP poll. They yeah, they fell to two. Yeah. So I kind of have to win convincingly, too. And I think that's something we need to do the next two weeks, as well as getting, you know, a few kinks ironed out. But don't yeah. take the foot yeah, off the, the Youngstown, and blow these guys out. Youngstown's not bad. NIU's not bad. No. So, NIU's good. Yeah. They're like the best team in the MAC. I know Miami was the second best team, but those are still, if you don't come out and play, NIU would beat you. If we play our game, there's nothing to worry about. Exactly. Nothing to worry about. Physical. Especially this week, I think we can probably overpower them. But, you know, we thought that against Chattanooga last year, and we were down in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So well, let's get into this week's game a little bit. Um, I mean, what do you think? What's your projections for the game? What do you think the keys for the game are? Honestly, this sounds a little cocky, I think, but I think the key for me is just focus. If yeah. we focus offensively, defensively, all three phases, special teams, we'll have no issue. The if problem we- is coming back off the Florida game, a little hangover, but I think if our focus is there, athletically, physically, there's nothing to worry about. We if we play focus. like we did against Florida in the second half, we will beat them by 35. It will not be a game. Exactly. So, but again, we also, you know, try to play down sometimes. We do. Which I would rather not see. I would love to see a game where we just blow someone out of the water. Me too. So yeah, I think I think for for me the key isn't isn't a position group, but just focusing, taking care of taking care of business. I'd like to see, honestly, I'd like to see it kind of like the New Mexico State game last year, where after the third quarter you take the starters out, you get some young guys some some run because you can play four games now without losing your red shirt. Yep. I'd like to see Jordan Anthony, the speedster, Kel yep. Crowd, see some of those guys in there. Maybe Michael Jenner in the running for running back, D Beck with a tight end, just some guys that you know. See some deuce. Some Deuce Hogan, get some deuces in there. Yeah. Um, but just see some guys that we might not need this year, but just see what they have. I mean, you never yeah. know when an injury is going to happen, and it's, it's important to get those guys some game action because practice is a lot different than that. No, I completely agree with that. I'm, I'm going to reiterate what you said. My key to the game is just play our game. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if we play our game, it's not going to be close. It will not be a game. We will blow them out by 35. Yep. Um, yeah, it's as simple as that. I mean, we just got to do what we do. I do think it, I think a little bit, you know, that people might be overlooking is, you know, this is where Stoops is from, is Youngstown. Him and Mero are having a bunch of people in. You know, it might be a little hard for us to focus at noon, day game. It's not completely sold out. Good crowd. This is our first non-primetime game this yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. So I just think that it's uh, – I think all those – we might start a little slow. But I think the key to the game, honestly, is coming out fast because um, a few years ago after we beat Florida, we played, I think, K-State at home, Kentucky State. Obviously, we're superior in talent. Um, but we came out quick. And I think if you come out quick on a team like this, they might fold. Yep. Especially if they know – I think at that point it's going to be a mental game. Yeah. So I think we got to come out quick and then I'd like to see some young guys. I'd like to see a couple of And no injuries. Yeah. Well, that too. That's probably the most important thing. Stay healthy. I'd, uh, I'd like to see a couple three and outs on the, on our defensive end. Yep. And then, like you said, I'd love to score two, three touchdowns in the first quarter. Yeah. I just think that we're going to have such an advantage athletically, especially, you know, their corners against our receivers, our tight ends against like their linebacker. It's a guy in their secondary is trying to cover Dingle or Isaiah Cummings. Yeah, Upshell. Start up in the air. Brendan Bates will take him and just put him in like the fifth row. He's sitting by us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my only key. And then i just like to see us play kind of a clean game because we've had, you know, mind Ohio game was a little, little messy in the first half, played great in the second half. Same with Florida. i like to see us come out, play a full game, show our, you know, our experience, leadership, and just kind of not mess around and just get the W and come out healthy. Yep. No, I completely agree. I could not agree more with all of that. I know um, I know. everybody's waiting on our expert gambling picks. I was about to say, what's your – well, ESPN does not have a line. Vegas does not have a line for this game. But if you were to guess how much we would win by, what would you say? Final score. Just predict the final score here. Uh, let's say final score. Well, oh, gosh, I'm going to – I hope I don't get burned like I did against Chattanooga last year. Um, final score, I'll say 45 6. 45 to 6. Well, that is uh, two field goals for them. We don't allow a touchdown. I think being Stoops. 45 10. I'm going 45 10. I'll say one touchdown because we always give an early weird touchdown. Because Stoops is from there, I think he might let them score in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Just give them a little bit of, hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with. 38-13. I can see that. Yeah. 40, just just give me some points. 10, 13 Hey, thanks for coming. Good luck the rest of your season. Hey, you scored a touchdown on Kentucky. Congrats. Yeah, congratulations. Now let's go party. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go 38-13. I still think we take care of I'll go 45-10. Officially. Cool. Well, you want to get into some bank gambling picks? Yeah, I'm pretty good at this. So let's, let's get it going. Yeah, this is the part where everybody likes to laugh at. I mean, listen to. All right. First up, we got Georgia, South Carolina. Georgia's favored by 24-and-a-half. Okay. Um, well, Georgia hasn't given up a touchdown yet this year. And South Carolina's offense is awful. Spencer Rattler is just not it. No, he's – as the new kids – as the kids would say nowadays, you're not that guy. He would, again, guy. people were so high on him at the beginning of the season. He's – He's not good. He's not good. Um, did you say 24-and-a-half? 24-and-a-half. I think Georgia covers that pretty easy. I'm going to make this my lock of the week. I'm going Georgia 24 and a half. I have just, they have just been hammering people. I mean, hammering people. Yeah. They, they only beat Sanford 33 nothing, but they were kind of just like 
I mean, but they're also fooling I mean, around. Yeah, him. this is like their first SEC game, but it's still Georgia. Yeah, they're, they're the number one team. In That's my second reason. biggest lock of the week. Okay, sponsored by Liquid IV. Liquid IV. There you go. Good. It's good stuff. It is. Um, next game we have Auburn Penn State. Penn State is favored by three. Well, Auburn's awful. Um, <laughs> Penn State's not much better. <laughs> Sean Clifford's not – I'm just so glad that they picked Sean Clifford or Will Levis as their quarterback. Yeah, me too. Um, but speaking of Auburn, Carmelo English decommitted from them today. He's a four-star receiver. Yep. He was down at like Kentucky and Auburn. So we do appreciate them not being any good. Greatly. War Eagle. Um, and who's the favorite in this game, he said? Penn State by three. It's at Auburn, though? Yep. Uh, I'll go Auburn just because Penn State – I don't think it's very good. I don't have much faith in, faith in Sean Clifford. There's a reason he's been there that long. I really don't know much about either team. Um, but I'm also probably going to go Auburn just because I would like to see the SEC win. Mm-hmm. That's my only reasoning. In What's that the over-under? Under 47. Uh, That's a really low scoring game. I know. That's one kind of like I would probably 25-22. I, mean. I would probably go over on that. 47 is not a lot. But these teams played last year, and it was not that high scoring, I don't think, in Penn State and College Station. But, yeah, I'm taking taking Auburn. Next up, we have a barn burner, Alabama ULM. Well, as everyone likes to say, it's the easiest money in sports is Alabama first half. <laughs> Although that didn't cover last week. Um, it did not. I, Texas surprisingly played well last week. Yeah, they did. I still, I still think it's pretty even money or pretty easy money. Sorry, uh, the line in this one for the whole game is forty nine and a half, which to me is that's a lot. It is a lot, but Alabama's going to come out firing. Louisiana Monroe week. played Texas too. Do you have the score of that game? Because that they think they played them maybe like the first week of the year, and I don't. I just remember that Texas's quarterback, the guy that like tore up his shoulder last week, whatever. Um, through like through a few interceptions, so I'm interested to see what the score of that game was because it was at Texas, so that might give us a little indication. Um, fifty-two to ten, Texas. Okay, Alabama's going to be in by forty-nine. Alabama Nick Saban gets ticked after they lose. Yeah, I feel bad for this Louisiana Monroe team, honestly. Yeah, I think I think they cover. Uh, the first half line is thirty-one. Oh, it's easy money in sports. Take it. I'd probably take. I know I'm taking. I would take Bama first half and full game. Yep. I think they are going to come out firing. They might put up seventy on them. My lock of the week, sponsored by Gatorade. <laughs> sponsored by Gatorade. Uh, here's another one interesting. Marshall taking down A and M last week. Since they're two and zero, they're getting a lot of spotlight here. We might as well throw a little betting on them. Uh, we have them playing Bowling Green, BGSU. And Bowling Green, Kentucky? No, it's Bowling Green, Ohio. Yeah, they're in the back. I'm just kidding. Uh, Marshall is favored by 16 and a half. Okay, I know nothing about either one of these I teams. don't either. But seeing as Marshall can apparently beat Texas A&M, unless Texas no, A&M. No, Marshall played uh, Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. Oh, okay, even better. Yeah, but I worry about a team like that. A&M. Yeah, I worry about a team like Marshall beating Notre Dame on the road having a little bit of like a letdown game. 17 is a lot of points in conference. What was the score of the Marshall? It wasn't that high, was it? It was like 25, 
13 or some weird score. They went like 10 or 11. So you're going to go BGSU? I'm going to go BGSU. I'm going to give Marshall some love here and go Marshall 16 and a half. I mean, they could. I have no idea. I, I have name. no idea either. There could be a whole football team walk through the kitchen be, right now if, saying, I play for Marshall with the sign on that. I had no idea. You know, if why. you told me you played for Marshall, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, but, if again, if they can beat Notre Dame, who just hung with Ohio State, one would assume that they're not a bad team. Didn't you say – who did you say you could play for? You said you would play for – you said wow. you Travis. You like play for Miami or something. Maybe I said Florida has two – Walk on the D line. You said you and Travis could play for them. It's possible. I could probably play for Hawaii right now. Dude, you you probably play quarterback for Hawaii. <laughs> probably would. That dude, I think he might have some some visual issues with his eyes. Is it like Jameis Winston? You need LASIK. <laughs> Speaking of Jameis Winston, they're like, what hurts? He was like, just pain all over. It's just pain. Dude, he has some of the hottest takes on a mic ever. If you ever want to get a good laughing, go look at his James mic Winston. takes after a game. Gosh. His stat line last week was insane. Speak, Hawaii, man, I watched some of that Michigan game. They're so bad. Yeah, they're not good. Like, they would lose to EKU by, like, 40. Yeah, they're not good. Shout out EKU. They did lose to Vandy and Western. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Ramil Bradley. All right, this is actually a good one. Mississippi State, LSU. Mississippi State's favorite by two. Where is it? LSU. Oh, I was going to say. If it's Death Valley. Uh, I'm taking Mississippi State. They're going to score all over them. Uh, I, I don't probably, think Florida State's any good, and they beat LSU. That's true. I am also going to go Mississippi State. Yeah, I don't think LSU is good. Brian Kelly is fine. <clears throat> Play my friend. I have zero faith in LSU. Sorry if you're an LSU fan, but I have no faith in LSU. One person I ever liked from LSU, two people, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I like Jamar or, uh, Justin Jefferson. Well, he doesn't play for the Bengals, so well, I don't care about him. I still like him. I don't like him. He's on my fantasy team. He doesn't play for the Bengals. I don't like it. It's true. All right, we got one more here. Uh, BYU, Oregon. At Oregon. Oh, Doug's easy. Oregon's only favored by three and a half, which is surprising line to me. Hammer that. I would lock that in. The Mormons versus the Ducks. <clears throat> yeah, three and a half. Seems BYU low. beat Baylor last weekend. <clears throat> they did, but three and a half seems low to me. Yeah, Oregon's also getting a little lack of, lack of respect because Georgia beat them like a drum. Georgia's going to beat a lot of people like that. Georgia might beat us like that. That's not true. We will beat them. Oh, they'll beat us like a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> they will probably beat us. It will probably be ugly, but we'll be positive. We got a little bit, little bit of time figured out. They might fall apart. Yeah. Um, the only way we'll beat them is if like lots of guys like are injured. Their guys, not ours. Yes. <laughs> and like forget how to like use their arms and legs. Yeah, if Stetson Bennett throws left-handed, we might have a chance. Maybe. Potentially. <laughs> um, that's, that game's not going to be pretty. But, yeah, I take Oregon here. I would also take Oregon. Just your lock of the week? No, my lock of the week is out in the first half. You kidding me? Easy money in sports. That's your lock every week. You know, when you, when you – When we get into SEC play, I want a different lock of the week. But when we get into SEC play, we have Chris Rodriguez. You know where my lock of the week is going to be. But I'm dying on that island, man. Statistically, it's the best money in football. Well, you did die last weekend on that island. But stats. It's not what happens once. It's over whatever. I don't do stats anymore. You know what I mean. All those numbers. All those numbers. No, I completely agree. Um, that's, a, that's a good lock. I have no. Just no Nick Saban, every, anytime he gets doubted and they, you know, 
they're not going to do this, do that. They come, especially like Louisiana Monroe at home. They're going to crush them. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be pretty. Is that it? So, yeah, that's all I got. What about the uh, last thing? We'll just throw it in here. Bengals Cowboys. <clears throat> Bengals Cowboys. You have to spread on that because I can get it real quick, but I already know who I'm picking. Oh, I know who I'm picking. I'm very biased here. I'm very unbiased. I don't believe that. Um, see things clearly. Well, I can I can tell you. It doesn't matter what the line is. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Bengals by seven and a half. Wow. I really don't. That's a lot high. That's a lot higher. Than I, don't I do like that not line. like that line. No. If it was six and a half, hammer it. I would not bet that line because NFL is too weird. NFL is super weird. If it was six and a half, I would hammer it. But it's over a score. Now that being said, Cowboys don't have Dak, and they're starting Cooper Rush this week. And Zeke looks like he's been eating Thanksgiving dinners for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every night of the offseason. He actually didn't do bad last week, but he's I, fat. I still gotta take the Bengals. The Bengals are gonna win the Super Bowl. Not should play like they did last year. Should have won it last year, but we got cheated. We did get cheated. Logan Wilson did not pass interfere. Lock it in. Yeah, my lock of my lock of the year is Bengals Super Bowl. Should have had it last year, but Barton didn't bet that take that bet for me. That is a hot take, and I do not support it. I do support it. Well, I think that's it. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll be back next week with the preview of. Who we have? NIU, Northern Illinois. I won't be there because I'll be at Adam's uh, wedding shower. Yeah. Go Cats. See you guys.